We live in a world that is increasingly loud, chaotic, and overwhelming. In the history of the world, never have we had so much information coming at us with such voracious speed. We experience a lot of noise. Now, we could find some peace and quiet if we took a road trip up to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who's in? Who's in? Because there they have a 99.99% soundproof room that holds the Guinness World Record for being the quietest place on earth. So if we're up for a drive, uh, it's kind of far up there, but we could go. But then we, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a commute. And so that's probably not the best solution for us uh, to combat all the noise and the chaos that we feel around us. And we also have to think, wow, uh, to take that road trip, I know um, for us with, with three kids in the van, uh, that's been some of the most o- overwhelming times of my life is, uh, is the, the road trips. Uh, you know, we have uh, kids that uh, you, somewhere between laughing and then arguing, or, you know, don't touch me, don't, you're too close. You know, everyone needs their space and the, the movie on the DVD player is going and they're playing their video games, and the radio's on, and there's all this going on. It's like, whew. It, uh, it can be pretty overwhelming. And as I, I like to say, pretty, uh, pretty overstimulating for, for this guy. And then, so soon I have to say, okay, everybody, just we need to, we need some quiet time. And I usually turn off the radio, and hopefully the only thing we're hearing for a while is some road noise. But other than that, it's saying, okay, we need to kind of calm down. Well, you might not be diagnosed with ADHD like me, but I think that most of us could be diagnosed with a condition called restlessness. I think each of us here could be diagnosed with this condition. See, the amount of things that we're doing and the stress that we are absorbing is not good for our emotions or even our physical health. We cannot shut down the machine of our mind. So much so that many people today have a hard time going to sleep at night. This is affecting more and more Americans. If they try to get some rest after a long, maybe restless kind of day, and they just keep tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Restlessness is a growing epidemic affecting people during the day and at night. So many people have it now that I think many have concluded this is just a normal part of life. And what if I were to tell you today that it's not normal? What if I were to tell you that it doesn't have to be this way? Maybe you've been restless for a long time. And you figure that's just the way it's going to be. Not true. The remedy for our restlessness is not found in the pharmacy. 
whether over-the-counter or prescription. So what I've found in my own life, as you know, I, I can be pretty restless at times, but what I've found in my life and what I see in the Bible is that our souls only find rest in God. See, our God created the Sabbath, not only for our physical rest each week, but also to give our souls peace through worship and prayer. See, the disciples learned how to rest from Jesus. See, they, they took their cues, and so should we, from the Master. See, Jesus would often withdraw from the crowds to connect in solitude and in stillness and in prayer with the Father. He had to be intentional about that, to get away. He found the spiritual rest that he needed to keep going in the ministry. Jesus was peace incarnate, the very incarnation of peace. See, he brought the peace of heaven into the earth. And we need to decide if we want to participate in that peace, to open up our hearts to that peace of Jesus. See, he calmed both the turbulent waters and restless souls. He did it then. He's still doing it today. Psalm 62, we hear these words. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. See, in this world, we are shaken. We talked about that last week. But when we know that the Lord is our almighty rock and fortress, we realize that we have a sense of security that no one can take away. And Jesus couldn't have been more clear about the rest that we find in him when he spoke these words in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me. He's saying that to all of us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. All we have to do is come. We're busy people to see and places to go. Meanwhile, Jesus continually beckons. Come. For a moment, I want to talk about in here versus out there. Hope you like my little drawing up on the screen. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm not a real big artist, but that's what I can do for you to kind of illustrate. In here versus out there. Jesus can do something powerful in here. That's in us. That will be able to withstand what happens out there in the world. Everything outside of you. So we often pray, hear this, we often pray for God to change everything out there so that we can finally be okay in here. Instead, it seems like God is way more interested in changing us in here so that we can be okay no matter what happens out there. We have the ability to be way more powerful on the inside than we know. Why? I'll tell you why. Because when we believe in Jesus, he says that he comes to live with us on the inside. That's good news. He's our inside man. He knows what to do to get us through. He will give us strength and peace and a sense of calm when there's storms all around us. He truly wants to change us from the inside out. So what I've said so far is this. We all have a condition called restlessness. But thankfully it can get better. <laughs> Through our ever maturing and trusting relationship with our God, Jesus Christ. It can get better. A lot better. You might be thinking, okay, Andy, I agree with you that I've been too restless in my body, mind, and soul. And, and I believe that Jesus can bring me peace. Well, now, how does this actually happen? <laughs> All right, here's what we can do draw near to Jesus every day through the contemplative practices of solitude, silence, and stillness. These three things are needed more than ever to help us with our crowded, loud, and busy lives. Now, this comes out of a book that Karen is reading right now called The Sacred Enneagram. It's called Finding Your Unique Path to Spiritual Growth. If you're more interested in what that's about, let me know or speak to Karen. She'll get you all that info. So if we do not slow down and get quiet and truly spend some one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus, then we will not hear his calming voice.
That's what's at stake here. We won't hear. A lot of people wonder, why don't I hear from God? Well, a big part of that is their lives are so loud and busy. They're so distracted. I'm there too. I'm with you. Okay? You know I'm a pretty distractible guy. The Lord is helping me. I'm getting better. We all are. He has us on this path of peace. And see, when we walk that path, when we come to him, we will be able to hear him. We cannot be so out of touch in our relationship with him and so busy in the world that we just can't hear anymore. We need that connection to be reestablished. We need solitude, silence, and stillness. And if you look at these three and you say, wow, that, that's, that's pretty daunting to just, you know, I'm going to do all those three now in my life. Okay. Well, maybe focus on one. Just one. Maybe it's the solitude, kind of just getting alone. Maybe it's the quietness, the silence, or maybe it's the stillness. The stillness means is you're go, go all the time, always moving your body to say, I'm going to sit. And maybe not just sit with the TV blaring and all the news that can keep us pretty stressed, but sit with all that off just to be with God. So try maybe just one over this next week or this next month. Try to get alone with God each day. We can all do it. We're not too busy. You can take at least five minutes. I know we can do that. Maybe just at least five minutes to, to open the Bible or open your Bible app and maybe just read one verse. Maybe just one verse and let it soak in. And when you pray, focus on listening instead of talking. Now, if you're curious about this more contemplative approach to your life with God, both in reading scripture and in prayer, then I want you to look into two practices. I don't have time to go through it up front. We can talk about it uh, after the fact. And I have them up on here. You can put this in your notes. Look online. There's plenty of good resources of what, what these are about. One is called Lectio Divina, and one is called Centering Prayer. So if you have more interest, please look into these. It's going to help you to slow down and quiet yourself, to open ourselves up more to God's presence, not the presence of the world and all those voices, but the voice of Jesus and the presence and the movement of the Holy Spirit all around us and within us. And we can move from just simply communicating with God. That's, and I know I do that a lot for up front, okay. But I have times where I, oh, I get quiet, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not, Andy can get quiet here and there. And just say, it's not just communicating with God, but having communion with God in his presence. All right. Before we close down here, I want to reference in the Old Testament in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, the prophet Elijah was meeting with God. And 
Some big, loud things happened that day on the mountain. There was wind, and there was earthquake, and there was fire. The loud things. But then came the gentle whisper of God. Will you be able to quiet your life down enough to hear it? We end with a quote from St. Augustine. He prayed to God, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Amen. Let's pray.